Hi guys, this is Erica Weston with Fox Sports Midwest, and you're listening to my favorite St. Louis Blues hockey podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio all over the hockey universe No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Nice onesie. Is it coming men's? Oh, I think you coming men enough for all of us. And anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. COVID-19! I blow the wind of God on you. You are destroyed forever, and you'll never be back. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 62 of Let's Go Blues Radio, the often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues podcast and the most handsome blues hockey podcast. We're broadcasting live on Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. This is Franchise Episode number 248 all-time. Your hosts tonight are yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Lewis Blues Stanley Cup champion hockey. Uh, To interact with the show on social media, follow the show on Twitter at LGB Radio. My handle is at Kurt Price. Bill's is at Billy Blue Note and Jeff's is at JPonder94. Follow us on Instagram, like us on the Facebook, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel where uh, this show is broadcast live each and every week during the NHL season. Uh, barring any virus outbreaks that we are currently uh, having. And then you've got Jeff Ponder's uh, summer series uh, interview shows that uh, we do during the offseason. So uh, year-round hockey talk, Let's Go Blues Radio. So for those of you watching the live show on YouTube right now, feel free to comment in the live chat, and we'll address what we can. Uh, and the website is letsgoblues.com, where you can listen to or watch past episodes of the show, browse the fan discussion forum, as well as get some cool St. Louis Blues-themed T-shirts and stickers that help support the show. The best St. Louis Blues-themed T-shirts and stickers. Uh, guys, um, how is quarantine life treating you? Not so bad? Not so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've spent uh, now probably... 10 hours in this very chair today so you know it's it's a lot of the same stuff over and over it's kind of groundhog day-ish um but you know hey it's it's good and uh (laughs) my dogs are so happy that i'm home they can't control themselves i'm losing track of days i am uh my, my sleep schedule is completely screwed um, you know, I, I get up at, at eight o'clock. I get up at like right at eight o'clock. Boom, roll out of bed and and uh, jump off the computer and go to work. It's I, I mean it's before it's like I'm up an hour plus before I go to work, and now it's just yeah I'm up until three in the morning. It's just uh, up at eight and it's a mess. And, I, and then I'll take a nap um, at the four or five o'clock, and and I'll sleep for a few hours. Then it's the whole vicious cycle over again where I don't want to. 
I can't go to bed until three or four in the morning. So, uh, yeah, that's the same with me. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, you guys can hear me right now, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. For those watching live, uh, we're, this has just been fun. You think we'd be pros by now with, uh, you know, recording from home, but apparently that's just not the case. Um, but no, we, uh, it's the same here, man. It's crazy. I mean, my kid, he's, he was up till 1130 last night. If you would have told me that he was going to be up at, until 1130, even a month ago, I would have laughed at you because there's no way he's one of those kids that when eight o'clock hits, he is ready for bed. So it's just, it's, it's screwed everybody up. It's, it's such a weird time in our lives. Uh, there is, uh, you have an announcement, Jeff, that we had an issue with the, uh, the last, uh, the last winner of the contest, your contest. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of like what any podcast would do, uh, we are not going to announce the winner of our contests on Twitter or Facebook. We want you to watch the show. Uh, and so the last contest we did, or listen to the show, the last contest we did, um, for the Bennington t-shirt from the let's go blues.com shop uh, was uh, something, a, a very Twitter involved uh, contest. And I think we got a lot of people who don't normally pay attention to the show that uh, tuned in to that. So I said, you know what, let's, uh, let's make sure we give it to an actual listener of the show. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I'm hoping we're going to do because uh, I picked a winner. And as far as I know, this gentleman, um, watches and listens to the show uh it, it, his name on uh on uh, uh on uh, twitter is number 19 so i guess that's for jay bowmeister uh at blues rink rat congratulations you are our winner um we know his name i'm drawing a blank on it right now uh but he's conversed with the show many times a long time good guy um but yeah he's got mm. a picture of the cup i think he's a coach he's with a the good lady guy though. cyclones yeah, great guy. Great oh, guy. Real good guy. <laughs> real good, good. guy. Ah, good, good, um, good to hear he's a good guy. But yeah, late, Lady Cyclones, uh, he posted a picture of them with the Stanley Cup. I guess they brought the cup to them, and the girls got to take a picture with it. So uh, very cool. I thought, man, that is definitely worthy of uh, being a winner of that contest. So congratulations to number 19, Blues Rink Rat. Make sure you reach out to us, uh, radio at letsgoblues.com. Myself on Twitter, jpunner94, the show Twitter, LGB Radio. Any way you can get to contact us, do that, and we will be sure to send you your T-shirt. Yeah, it's Jesse Hill. Jesse Hill, thank you. Yes, Jesse Hill. No, I I did not put the two and two together. I oh, congratulations, yeah. Jesse. Um, the uh, official beers of episode number two hundred forty-eight. Uh, actually, winning uh, winning unlimited, which is uh, Adam Gold uh, in the YouTube chat says episode number two forty eight question mark Wow, maybe two fifty will have good news about the rest of the season. Hopefully, it's before August. So I'd, I'd be I'd be great to be to have episode two fifty uh, have some great news. But so we shall see. Anyway, uh, official beers of episode number two hundred forty eight. Uh, Bill, what you got, sir? Um, my beer for this evening is. Try to have a little closer. Uh, ROR, Ryan Rye by Boulevard. It's it's a beauty. 
Um, it is a whiskey barrel aged ale with maple syrup. And yeah, uh, picked up a four pack at, uh, the last time we were out picking up supplies to, you know, get through this quarantine and I'm really enjoying it. Sounds good. It's tasty. Uh, Jeff, what do you got, sir? Oh, well, tonight I'm going with our friends from Center Ice Brewery, which uh, keep in mind that at Center Ice Brewery right now you can do uh, pickup. Uh, so you just drive up, you go to their back parking lot, pick up some beer. And I know, Kurt, you, uh, you're going to probably talk to the same. It's a great service they got running right now. Uh, this is the Beauty India Pale Ale. Uh, very good stuff. It's a pint. Um, very good stuff. So uh, definitely recommend it. But as I said, any beer that you can get your hands on at Center Ice Brewery, uh, just go to Center Ice. Was it centericebrewery.com, I believe. Yes, and, I think uh, so. You can, yep, just make your order and then go pick it up. And that is exactly what I did. Um, I ordered online, super easy, and uh, went and picked it up. Again, super easy. They were, they were waiting outside, and I, I pulled up, and I stepped out of my car, and they're like, what's your name? Okay, my name. They brought it right out to my car. I'm like, I thought you looked familiar. You, uh, Let's Go Blues Radio? I'm like, yeah, that's me. So they gave me beer. I gave them stickers. It was a, it was a, it was a nice time. And I got the uh, Violent Gentleman uh, Locker Room Supply lager. From Centerized Brewery, so that's it's uh that's my first. I I've been wanting to try this, and I have not yet. So, I also picked up at Centerized a growler, which is too big for the window. Puck with the Irish growler. Oh, I got a couple of those. For yeah, sure. 60, 64 ounces of goodness. I got a. I think I got the Nash Year's Eve upstairs in a growler. I saw that, and I decided to go. I Puck of the Irish is my favorite beer they have there, so I, I went and got that. Oh, it's great. That's great. I had that last time. I got a growler. I have uh, I have not gone back across the river since quarantine has started. So <laughs> that I was my have, first uh, trip. That was my first trip across. Yeah, I've uh, I I may have to do that. Well, I will be across the river uh, about a week and a half. So uh, on the way home from that appointment, center race. We're going to stop by. Cool. Uh, Adam Gold has a question for you in the chat, Jeff. You see that? He wants uh, to know if the... Yeah, uh, he wants to know if the LGB radio jerseys have been have come in yet. Uh, no, they have not. Um, they should be very soon, actually. Um, yeah, I'm thinking probably next week, actually. So when that happens, I'll reach out to Adam, and I'll make sure you get your jersey. And anyone else who ordered them as well. I owe you money, too, don't I? Son of a bitch. You might. I forgot about that. Yes, I do. Sorry about you that. Might. I, I will get after the show. Damn, I just, Man, all right. just remember that. Jesus. I was that I thought awful. Okay. Yeah. All right. It happens. <laughs> I'm surviving. Send them some of your stimulus funds, Kurt. Yeah. There which you go. I got. Do you guys get your uh, stimulus funds? I assume so, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think I got mine on yep. uh, Wednesday, I think. Uh, Wednesday of last week, I think. Yeah. I, yep, that's when I got mine. I got mine. <clears throat> uh, today in Blues History, courtesy of the at STL Blues History Twitter account, April 22nd, 2020 is today's date. So we're going back to April 22nd, 1990. Uh, in Game 3 of the playoff series versus the Blackhawks, uh, Sergio Lomeso 
set the uh, Blues playoff record for fastest goal to start a game in 18 seconds. And Gino Cavallini scored the latest game-winning Blues playoff goal in a game with, uh, with nine seconds left in the Blues 5-4 to four win versus the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's so hard for me to think that that is 30 years, <laughs> 30 years ago. God damn, I was 14 years old. Yeah, uh, Sergio Momesso was one of my favorite players uh, growing up just because his name was fun to say. <laughs> yeah, Marco Scandella's uncle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, April 22nd, 1992, Brett Hall scored uh, a goal in double overtime uh, for the St. Louis Blues 5-4 to four win versus the Chicago Blackhawks again. Brett Hall had four points, one goal and three assists, and Nelson Emerson had two goals in that game. Your brother Greg's favorite player of all time, right? Nelson Emerson, yeah. I have an autograph uh, puck of his here somewhere. I, I enjoyed Emerson. He was, a, he was a good player. Him and Cliff Ronning, the two little guys. With gumption? April, with gumption, yeah. Before got little guys had gumption, those were the little guys. Uh, April 22nd, uh, 2017, so just a few years ago, the St. Louis Blues defeated the Minnesota Wild 4-3 to to win the series four games to one on an overtime goal by Magnus Payarv. <laughs> one of the bigger goals in Blues history, scored by Magnus Payarv. That was fantastic. Yeah. And I, I remember laughing. Like, instantly when the goal was scored, I was like, I was like, Yes! Who was it? Parvi. That's hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> it's got to add insult to injury for the Minnesota Wild to be knocked out of the playoffs on overtime goal by Magnus Parvi. Yeah. Funny stuff. Uh, At least April it wasn't 20th... Soka, right? <sighs> right? Well, I think he assisted on that goal, didn't he? I think he did. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, April 22nd, 2020, two-time St. Louis Blue Peter Zezel would have turned 55 today. Uh, he was born April 22nd, 1965 in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Zezel passed away in 2009 after a 10-year battle with, I'm going to see if I can pronounce this, hemolytic anema, uh, a blood disorder. So he was 44 years old when he passed away, which is a year younger than I am. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's, anemia. that's how old I am right now. Yeah. And uh, he, I think we have to mention, he uh, was number 12 Rossini in Youngblood. That's, and I, uh, why did I not have his jersey down here? That I, I have the 12 Rossini jersey in my, my closet, and it just completely slipped my mind. And uh, yeah, big fail on my part. Yeah, I should have had the Zezel the Rossini jersey hanging, uh, hanging up. Damn it. Yeah. Or wearing it. You know, I guess, well, it's, I'm kind of close, it's hard to see. But yeah, I could have worn it too. Damn it. Ah, oh well. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Uh, a guy on Reddit, <laughs> some guy on Reddit, random guy on Reddit, uh, he works in a beer warehouse in Canada and he ran out of, they ran out of regular Budweiser 12, uh, uh, 24 case, uh, 24 pack cases. So uh, he started sending these out and sent a picture of uh, Budweiser, they're sending out Budweiser cans with different teams' logos on them and the uh, uh, years they won the cup, which is pretty cool. Um, and of course, you get the random Yahoo douchebags jumping in with the "Who cares? Budweiser's complete shit beer anyway." That 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 is always so comical to me. You know what? Screw you. 
the whole I. Why do people do that? They, they eat, there's 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 beer that people do that with, and I get people prefer they have beer preferences. That's fine, whatever. But man, if you say you like a certain beer that someone else doesn't like, especially if it's like a mass-produced beer like Budweiser, Miller Lite, whatever, uh, boy, they come out of the woodwork saying it's shit beer, shit beer. Same thing with Emo's Pizza. If you mention in any, any conversation somewhere that you like Emo's Pizza, boy, they triple over themselves trying to get to the keyboard. They can't get to the keyboard fast enough to tell you how shitty Emo's Pizza is. It's unreal. Why do people do that? Why do they care? They're not wrong. I, you know what? Budweiser is not bad. It's 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 no, not it's, it's not it's not terrible beer. It's just not as no, flavorful I, as a lot of craft beers. I, I get it. I drink it when I play golf. Well, okay. I I used to drink it when I play golf. Now I actually will drink Nick Ultra while I'm on the course, and then switch something heavier. I I, I enjoy Mick Ultra. I you know I it's funny. I, I tell people this when I when I when I if I'm out for an evening and I have some beers. If I start off with like a, a Bud Select or a, or a, 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 a Mick Ultra or something, it's it's fine. But if I go from like a stout, a couple of stouts or something, back to uh, a Mick Ultra or something, it is the you. It's hard to go that direction. It's hard to go from like a ton of flavor and strong uh, body beer to a. A weaker, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Bill? It's it's tough to do that. You can't, you can't go uh, that direction. Yeah. It's hard because it, it makes the beer taste worse. But if you start out that way in the evening, it's fine. It's not bad. Uh, there's a petition out there to change Carey Price's nickname to The Team so he can be affectionately known as Carey The Team Price, which if you are familiar with the Montreal Canadiens, I guess one of the few spots, and Bill, big Canadiens fan, uh, you know, Carey Price has had his ups and downs, but typically, if someone's going to carry the team, is it not Carey Price? Um, yeah, and you know, I I would have to say that, uh, uh, and I've voiced this before. Uh, I am I used to really like Mark Bergevin, and then he traded PK Subban, and you know, it, it seemed like the, the team. I thought the team really peaked back, you know, um, the the year that Halak actually took them to, you know, within a game of the cup final um, back in 11, I think it was. Um, and, you know, that was great. They they made the wrong decision, didn't promote Kirk Muller, um, went into a couple of bad years and promoted Mark Bergevin. And he's just, he, he had a couple of really good moves, but then... You know, the, the Suvan for uh, Weber swap didn't work out, and I feel like he squandered uh, Carey Price, you know, squandered who has probably been the best goaltender in the league for the last 10 years um, by putting really bad defense out in front of him and just really bad teams out in front of him. He gets a, he gets a bad rap because of his salary. He's making $10 million a season. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, it's, I think, it's, it's it's a huge contract. Yeah, it's a huge I mean, contract. I would, I, th- I would argue that if there was a one goalie currently in the NHL that that is worth that, it would be Carey Price. Unfortunately, you know, he has been, you know, he's had his ups and downs. He's had some injuries, and but the teams that they field them in front of him, especially over the last two three seasons, have just been complete shit. I mean. 
don't get me started on some of the bad deals that uh, <laughs> he's made post PKC event. Uh, hello, Carl Alsner. Um, the money they gave him is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's sad. Um, it, it's sad to me to uh, to have watched Carey Price, uh, you know, basically be uh, s- squandered. Um, I I used to like Mark Bergevin until he threw the puck into our own net against San Jose. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, if 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 enough pucks weren't going in as it is, as it was on Roman Turek, and then now you got your own teammates throwing them by you, so that was uh, that was. I mean, because God love him, as as uh, uh, Darren Kimball likes to say, God love him, you know. And that's his cue to insult the shit out of somebody. God love him, but right. Um, but uh, yeah, and he was God love him. He was a uh, a clown in the locker room, and apparently, uh, that's backed up um, all over. Uh, he he was like a huge prankster and just cracked people up. I always thought it was like a thing in St. Louis. Was like, oh, okay, he's funny. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But uh, no, you've, you've heard like you heard other people talk about that, and it's just uh, other teams have been on. The, did you know? Did you know why Mario Lemore, Mario Lemore, Mario Lemieux wore number sixty-six? You may, I mean, you guys may know that. I, I, I think I'd heard this before, but never had it confirmed by him. Uh, do you guys know this? Turned Gretzky upside down. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he had the same agent as Wayne Gretzky, and his agent, when he was wanting to pick a number, his agent suggested he pick ninety-nine upside down, and so he did. And it's as simple as that. I and I'd heard that rumor before, but I but I saw a video of Lemieux explaining how he got uh, 66, and it was him saying it. So I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. Uh, Blues news: uh, The Blues sign uh, Blaze, Scandella, and McEachern. They get some deals done. Uh, pretty good. I, I mean, McEachern's 900,000. You can't complain about that. You can't complain any, any, about any deal. Under a million, I don't think. Uh, Scandella, four years, 3.275, and then Blay, two years at 1.5. You know, thoughts on these deals? Um, I don't, uh, I think, well, I like them all, except, I mean, the only thing uh, with Scandella, I think people have said that the, the four years might be a tick, like, long or whatnot. But, and also with us trying to sign Petrangelo, um, signing Scandella. And uh, taking a chunk of the the remaining salary cap at three point two seven five per um, is interesting, which now means that we would have to trade or buy out someone uh, to uh, to sign Petrangelo. So your your thoughts yeah. on the on the trades, Bill? On the signs? Um, I think that you know we Armstrong is probably betting on the compliance buyouts that the um, that have been rumored uh, in in the wake of the leak shutdown um, and potential restart uh, in making that decision. He's, you know, I think Rutherford came out with a piece in The Athletic shortly thereafter saying it's not, you know, the signing of Scandella doesn't mean that Petrangelo is definitely gone. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Armstrong's going to, you know, he's going to do that calculus and he's going to weigh that in and, and say that more than likely we're going to be allotted a compliance buyout, uh, 
going forward. So uh, if that's the case, you know, everybody that I, you know, everybody seems to have pegged Steen for it makes the most sense. His, his contract, you know, was the, you know, by, by blue standards, probably the most egregiously backloaded of any contract. Um, but he'll, he'll be fine. Um, you know, I, I could totally see Steen getting bought out and then re-signing with the blues for dirt cheap. If, if that's allowed in the rules, I, I don't know if they were at the end that they couldn't do it. So well, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good angle on that. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Um, I wouldn't shock me if you can't do that, but that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, and, and people, it's it's interesting to me. It's kind of funny I, I, that that once <clears throat> the scandal of signing happened, you saw all this, all these comments from Blues fans uh, talking about how uh, oh, Petrangelo's gone, he's gone. And I'm like, well, listen, if, if, if he's only gone if he wants more money and won't come off of it, then the Blues are willing to pay. You know what I mean? He's he's not going to. Uh, you can always trade somebody. You can always free up salary to sign a guy if you think, okay, yeah, we think that's a good that's that's good value for for Petrangelo. We think it's a fair price or whatever. We we think we, we, he's worth that. We, we you can free up salary. You can make trades. You can dump a guy to a to a team to get to the cap floor and for a for a fourth fifth round draft pick or whatever. Just salary dumps happen all the time. Uh, so you can you can make that happen, but I, I think I think the thing is that it, 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 all, it all boils down to uh, if the Blues are willing to pay Petrangelo, if they can come into agreement on a price, if they can if if it's like eight and a half per or whatever, and now with the salary cap not going up, probably uh, maybe even going down, um, that's going to be extra interesting, and it probably it might affect the length of his deal. He might not want to sign a six year deal. He might want to sign a two year deal. Uh, to wait for the salary cap to go back up and to be able to get a better deal in the long run, maybe. Um, but uh, no, I agree with you about the compliance buyout. And for those who don't know what a compliance buyout is, uh, the NHL uh, is rumored to be considering giving each team a compliance buyout, which I, I'd kind of be shocked if they don't give them this at this point. Uh, but uh, So a regular buyout uh, consists of a team paying the player two-thirds of his remaining salary, and then that gets spread out over the length of double the years remaining on his current contract. And so and two-thirds of the contract then counts against the cap, so there's a little bit of cap relief there. Uh, a compliance buyout is the same thing as a regular buyout, except after the buyout, the two-thirds salary figure does not count against the cap, so like, like it does in the regular buyout. So, so, so there's a, a major cap relief there, so that's what the whole point behind buying out would be with the compliance buyout. Because um, you'd free up five point, what does he make, five point three five or five point six whatever it is um, uh, yeah I thought it was five and a quarter but it is uh, it is it is uh, five uh, five point seven five zero oh, so wow. five Four, and I missed you fellas hey Jeff yeah I uh, I got fed up but I went back to the uh, I went back to the old blue snowball for this so I imagine good. I sound much better it yeah. sounds good yeah I'm very annoyed all this high tech equipment over here just decided not to work tonight. Hmm. And I can't get. Are we already talking about buying out Steam? Good lord, you guys. We have, are. Uh, moved we are. The show pretty quickly. I mean, we, well, <laughs> that's what happens when you're when you're not on the show. We just plug along. Yeah. And we just and we kind of glaze over stuff, and then we don't get the in depth analysis that you give, obviously. 
Um, yeah, way but... to way to walk yourself back there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So I th- and I, uh, the other option of a of, of a buyout is uh, Bozak, who somebody brought up, which he's got one more year up in his contract, but he doesn't make as much. And Bozak honestly brings more to the table. So I his his I think he's worth more. I mean, he makes less. Um, his uh, and actually Steen's buyout would be three point eight million, uh, spread out over two seasons. So that's only what one point nine uh, million per season. So the Blues can absorb that. That's not a now. There was an interesting conversation I had on Twitter with a guy who was dead set on buying out Falk with the compliance buyout, and I'm like, his Blues contract, the seven year contract that he was signed to before the season, hadn't even started yet. And they wanted to, yeah. and he wants to buy him out. That would mean so two thirds of that contract is over thirty million dollars. The Blues would owe him over the next fourteen years if they were to comply buy him out with a compliance buyout. Uh, that provision. would be <laughs> that that would be the uh, Rick DiPietro conversation for us. It'd be we're, asinine. We'd be we'd be having this show in you know fourteen <laughs> years, saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe Falk's contract's still in the books." Plus, and to be honest, I know people are going to disagree with me because they're they're recency bias with this stuff. But I, Falk brings more to the table than Steen does in the long run. He's gonna. I agree. I, I, he's. I mean, yeah, I know Falk's having a bad year. I get it. Um, I thought he looked better as of late uh, as the season went on, but uh, uh, next year I, I would assume he's going to be better. Um, he's a he's a better player than what he's shown. I think. So go uh, go back and watch the uh, the Blues and the Hawks games this year. He's got two game winning goals against the Hawks. That that's so, worth a few million dollars right there. Just those right, two goals yeah, alone. It, it was <laughs> that, that was that was my um, getting back into the hockey spirit. Go back to watch us and win this season series against the Hawks this year. Mm. Uh, that was nice. The the comeback win right. in the third period, the big comeback. That was, yep. was pretty sweet. Yeah, I was actually had two of them. I I I uh I think I mentioned this that I've I've had in my life now I've I've missed two substantial comebacks by the Blues uh, because I was not at home. Uh, one was the Wild Wednesday the against Toronto the five nothing comeback in the third period, and uh, then the one this this year against Chicago. <laughs> I was out that night too. Although I didn't leave that game halfway through, I was recording it and was going to watch it later, and I actually saw the score when I was out, but uh, which was disappointing because I wanted to watch it, but whatever. Um, I'll say yeah. that I, with Falk, uh, talking about Falk, I, uh, I've watched a couple games back this season, uh, since it's free on NHL TV and I've specifically been watching Falk. There are really and truly games where he looks like, okay, I can see why the blues want him for seven years and, you know, not an offensive juggernaut, but a guy who can provide offense, play decent defense. But I just watched a game from December 18th. They're playing the uh, the Oilers, and they won that one. And Falk looked like he did not belong on NHL ice. I mean, the whole game, he just looked out of place. Turned the puck over constantly, not in a good defensive position. Jake Allen had to make two or three really good saves because Falk was way out of position. And it's just... You get good and you get bad out of him. If they could start seeing more of the good, I don't think anyone's complaining about the contract. He was, he was, and we talked about this on our show about how Falk just had to be better. The first three quarters of what they played this season, he just really, he was not very good. Um, and yeah. and uh, we talked about that a lot. Um, 
And that's when people kind of soured on him. And uh, and then it was he made a noticeable improvement later on, um, and uh, seemed to be getting some traction in, in the lineup and in the system. Uh, now keep in mind he he uh, has a different role here. He is not he doesn't get a lot of power play time on this team. In Carolina he got he he ran the power play. He got more power play points there in Carolina than he he only has I don't think he has a couple points a couple in the power play here a couple goals in the power play. Um, but, uh, so I, I think it's a different role, different system, different team, different players, uh, different attitude, uh, to be honest. So I, I, I'm, I'm willing to, I know what kind of player he is. I know he's a three-time all-star in Carolina. I know that every team has to send somebody. I get it, but, uh, he's a good player in Carolina. And I think that, uh, uh, I think he'll be better. I think there's some comments in the YouTube chat too, that talk about that. Uh, Mr. Blues hat, uh, welcome Mr. Blues hat. Said that Falk couldn't be any worse next year. So there's that, which I I kind of agree. He was like I said, he was pretty bad uh, yeah. start of the season. But again, the whole buyout thing. Even if he was the worst player on the team all season long and they couldn't stand him, they're not going to buy him out. Uh, they're not going to give him thirty million dollars over fourteen years. That's not the way this ownership group is built. They've never bought out anybody, and all of a sudden they're going to hand Falk thirty million dollars to leave. No, they're not going to do Think that. Think about it. Think about it. If they bought him out this year, they would literally be paying him every cent they pay him to not play for the Blues. Yeah, his, his entire because contract. Because every bit of his contract <laughs> would be a buyout. Somebody else. Yeah, somebody else. He has His his contract with the Blues, his seven-year contract, has not started yet. It starts next season. So if they buy him out yeah. in the offseason, <laughs> it, 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 it does not make any sense. And I get, I understand if you if you want Falk gone, I get that mindset, and you want to sign Petrangelo instead. I understand, but it's not going to be with the compliance buyout. Not a chance. Not yeah. a chance. Have you guys no, already I, talked I about think... the Petrangelo thing? A little. Yeah, okay. just a little. We'll, um, we'll, we'll get more into it, but yeah, let's keep going with Falk. Yeah, on uh, on the the Falk point, I think it's it's more likely that that he leaves here. Um, as a result of the expansion draft next year. Yeah, I brought that um, up too. And then him being bought out. Um, you know, I think there are probably better candidates for the expansion draft, like Vince Dunn's been bandied about. Um, but, uh, you know. Well, I, you've got, I, you've got Pareko coming up too. They, you know, you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Right. no what I mean, what, what I mean is they want to sign Pareko too. So if, if, right. if there are cap issues – and the expansion draft comes along, and and Falk is a guy that at the time still not living up to what they want him to be. Maybe you can talk uh, Seattle into taking the contract. So, yeah, which might yeah, be a hard I, sell, to be honest. Yeah, but but I you know I think all along the the Falk acquisition was uh, was insurance in case Petro leaves. You still have a pretty good defenseman. Um, yeah. But you know he, he's he's got to be better point, though. There, he's right, got to be better. Right. There's no way that you could possibly compare compare the two of them. And let's um, not forget. You know, let's not forget also. Different players. Let's not forget also that uh, Petrangelo. I mean, there were a couple. There were a, a two or three seasons off and on where people were critical of him. You know what I mean? Last the last oh, yeah. half of last season and the playoffs last year and this season, mm-hmm. this has been his best hockey. Uh, but before that, he was the guy who was always falling short of his potential. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be, oh, this guy, this Norris caliber guy. 
never was, and made way too many mistakes, wasn't even close to being that Norris caliber guy. So um, it's not we're not that far removed from Petrangelo being not a whipping boy, but a guy who was falling well short of what he was supposed to be. Right. How many times did I bitch about him and in his, uh, you know, his his over puck handling and lack of uh, remember shooting and remember started to started bringing that back into his game a little bit in uh, you know January February this year and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully if they come back that's gone again. There were conversations about Shattenkirk and Petrangelo, about keeping oh, Shattenkirk, yeah. about keeping Shattenkirk and uh, moving Petrangelo. And that oh, was yeah. that was what four years ago or so. Um, yes, yeah. that was. Talk, I mean, the talk was that Shattenkirk was probably going to be better for this team in the long run than Petrangelo, right? Which not the case, obviously. But at the time, you're like Petrangelo is not the guy. He's not. He's not. I mean, he was he was okay, he was fine, but he was not. He was we always. I always said that I thought he was. Uh, he had more value. Uh, he was always highly respected elsewhere. It seemed like, um, but when we watched him play every day, I was like, he's not living up to what everyone's saying about him. So, is it a thing where you could sell him and get more from him than what he's probably worth at the time? So I, we had that conversation too. So there's a couple comments I want to get to in the YouTube chat. I'm not sure how much you guys have been uh, paying attention to that. There's some good good conversation going on there. Um, first of all, winning unlimited. Uh, it's funny you say this because, like I said, I watched that December 18th game earlier, and uh, he says here, there are moments when Falk can really dominate the play of the game, uh, play or the game, and he can also pull a brewer out of nowhere. I literally earlier... Every time Brewer did something stupid, I always said the only word to describe it was a bonehead move. And Falk pulled a bonehead move in that game I was watching earlier. And I'm like, huh, last time I said that, it was a Blues captain. (laughs) I I, I agree. And he was was very – not good. Not good. Not a good player uh, start the year. But I think, again, to touch on Petrangelo, and people like – and people want to come – there was a a huge – because right now it seems like the Falk is – People are angry at Falk because uh, that's the big contract, the underachieving player, and we're having and there's an issue with with signing the captain maybe, um, and and that contract seems to be in the way. Um, so uh, and there's the issue with with Petrangelo just a few years ago who would do similar things, not to the extent that Falk did to start the year, obviously, but he would do especially at the blue line. Just Eric Brewer stuff, holding the puck in, couldn't do it. Bad pass, bad decision at the blue line. Um, how many times could he not hold the puck in at the blue line when he should have? That just, it was just, ugh, that was irritating. Um, but, uh, but no, like, but, and to his credit, uh, the last, the last half of last year, um, playoffs, amazing. And this season, uh, he's been quite good. So, um, overall, so he's, uh, he's figured it out. Um, also, uh, another another comment here from our friend Crappy Goalie. Uh, how high of a pick would you offer Seattle to take Falk's contract, and what type of pick do you think it would take for them to agree to take him? Uh, Crappy Goalie, first of all, but while I answer your question, I'm going to ask you the same question. What do you think? Uh, but for me... <laughs> Let me answer that by my, asking you this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, right. A total radio move there. Um, but uh, no, I, uh, I, I... I don't know. It depends. It... it it, and obviously we've got a full year 
until the Seattle expansion draft. If he turns it around, maybe my answer is different. But I would say right now, and I know that this is probably the unpopular opinion, the draft can be such a crapshoot, and the Blues are in a win-now mentality that that money could be spent elsewhere. Shit, I'd offer him a first or second round pick. I know that's crazy, but it's such a low pick anyway that it doesn't bother me to just say, yeah, you know what? Take take our 31st pick and, uh, you know, go ahead and uh, take Falk, and that frees up, you know, about $5 that, million dollars for us. That would be... <clears throat> that would be typical Armstrong would it not to do something it would he be. get he gets out of a bad contract but it's going to cost us you know yeah. a little bit but so, hey it got us a cup it did no i and as i'm much, you know, as I, much as i complained about that kind of thing it it worked so if you would need to do it again do it again i think armstrong should just just make trades just just tons of trades cuz typically for the most part he's been very good with making trades Trades are his thing, uh, apparently. Um, the re-signing the players uh, on the team, that's where he typically gets into trouble with uh, with uh, bloated contracts and stuff. So, um, Yeah, if you hear Doug Armstrong uh, re-signs a player in November, <laughs> just run so it. I know. Laterra, it, it just stands out. It's like, oh, come on, really? Yeah, like, you know, the signings you know, that he's had recently is during the uh, coronavirus breakout uh, layoff, um, you know, it's like, you know, you have a much better idea of the players you're, you're signing and you're able to plan for the future right away. Um, but yeah, you know, when, when he made the, you know, the Laterra and, and really even, you know, the, the Bowmeister extensions a couple of years ago, uh, the timing was just so bizarre. Yeah. I don't Awful. Get that. Yeah. But man, I, I gotta say that, uh, you know, I know that in hindsight, it's easy to look back and, and call the Falk deal a bad deal. But I think at the time, everybody was like, Holy shit, that's a great move. You go get Justin Falk, uh, an insurance in case your captain leaves. And that's a, a and for 7 years, like that's a hell of a deal. And for and s- for 7 at years the time, and- it, yeah. it's it's so easy to look back and say he was wrong, but at the time it's that was a great move and I think all around the NHL he was getting applause for that. I don't understand uh the comments from people saying that that it, it was a horrible trade but, but, i mean i okay I, I understand the okay that falk has not lived up to what he was supposed to be but um all of a sudden now uh it's like joel edmondson was this fantastic defenseman that we gave up and and balk was this fantastic prospect um i i mean Edmondson, when he left here, he he was a healthy scratch a number of times in the in the in the regular season and playoffs. He wasn't he was having a down season. Uh, so we we moved a player who was had fallen out of favor a little bit uh, at times, and he was the he was if the team was uh, had a you know off game defensively, Edmondson was the scratch, and uh, so and that happened. What he he was scratched like four or five games in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so. And that's not. And if you can, if you can trade a guy that you're scratching in the playoffs, and bring in 
you know, a guy, a three-time All-Star in Falk who, you know, uh, runs the power play, which the power play we wanted to work on. So that was like a mm-hmm. big deal to bring in a defenseman who could run the power play as well. Was, okay. And, and that was like the you said, one Jeff, weakness. Yeah. And like you said, Jeff, insurance for not signing potential is brilliant. It really was a fantastic move. I think we talked about it on the show being a good move. Um, people, it's, I mean, people, some people were really high on Bach. You know what? I'm sorry. He's in Europe. He's, I mean, he might be a, a contributing player in the NHL someday. Uh, but until he is, he isn't. And uh, he may not even ever get here. He, he probably will. And, and he'll get, yeah, he'll get some I games. Agree. But uh, but you, but you never know. So you're trading a known for unknown. We've talked about this a lot, um, you know. And the and the unknown uh, commodity in Balk uh, was not a blue chip. So he's expendable, especially for a guy like Falk with with his track record. So I think that was a that was a at the time it was a trade. And if I had it to do over again, I'd do it again because uh, I think Falk is going to be better than he has been. Yeah, and and crappy goalie echoes your sentiments here. He says, I still say it's not out of the question that next year Falk earns his money. And I agree. I, I think, you know, I know that there's a, there's always gonna be that 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 time when when players, especially defensemen, are still learning the system, they're still learning things. And like you kind of said, Kurt, like Edmondson, we loved him. You know, we he was he had a couple big moments for us in the playoffs and and uh, uh, before uh, last year when they played the wild and I remember he scored a big goal there. Um, but he, he was a guy that wasn't playing and they went and got a guy who you're not going to healthy scratch. I mean, even on his worst night, I still think Justin Falk is still a sixth defenseman. Joel Edmondson's roughest night. He's not in the NHL. So it was a guy that wasn't fitting into the system well. You went out and you got a guy who you hoped could work out in the system. And, hey, again, like I said, being the optimist here, I guess, you could easily say, okay, right now it, it hasn't worked out yet, but it's only been half a season out of an eight-year guaranteed of having Justin Falk. Right. So. Maybe he turns it on the playoffs and maybe next year, maybe he gets a bigger role next year. Even if they re-sign Petrangelo, they somehow something else happens and they bring Falk and he starts playing. Cause let's, let's face it too. When he was playing top line minutes with Petrangelo, I think that was his best hockey. So maybe he just, it's just a matter of he's getting lost in the shuffle and he needs to play more. So when we start seeing that, because he needs to start earning that contract, Maybe that's when we see his best hockey. You know, another thing with bringing Falk in, that evened up the lefty-righty with matchups on defense. So that was another chip to, to another feather in Armstrong's cap. Okay, we got the uh, lefty-righty matchups evened out. Uh, Vegas Blues fan in the, in the YouTube chat, who I had a conversation with on Twitter about, about Falk, and uh, he doesn't like Falk. Hey, we, hang we, on, we hang on. A, really, really quick. I yeah. just want to tell Austin Lynch to hang on. Don't go anywhere. But but Kurt, go ahead because I, I I'm okay. gonna I got something for you, Austin. Okay, so uh, no, we had a conversation uh, of back and forth on Twitter, and I, I had noticed before that he he uh, he was uh, really critical on Falk, and, and rightfully so, because um, Falk wasn't playing very well. But uh, he's a uh, and we had a good back and forth, and he says that uh, I don't think Falk will earn his money next year, but good for him if he can. Um, uh, I'm 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 more of the optimistic uh, point of view as far as because uh, I you know I, as far as knowing what kind of player he can be, uh, I think he'll he'll he has a chance to 
play much better. And Mr. Blues Hat said it's not a bad trade, but the contract was bad. And I think everyone uh, was – most people were happy we got Falk, I think, when we made the trade. Um, like you just said, Jeff, that uh, people liked Edmondson. They, you know, was a fan favorite kind of guy. But uh, this when it was for a seven-year contract for Falk, it's like, woof, seven years. Yikes, that's a long time. Um, so I, yeah, I get that. I get that. And and he, all, what did uh, Mr. Blues fans say? I think it was him said uh, uh, he still doesn't think uh, outside, oh, outside of the last two years, still not sure Petro has earned the eight years at nine million, and. He's not wrong. That's yep. a lot of money. Uh, Austin, all, all that I'll add is um, I'm not sure if, uh, uh, again, I was messing with stuff earlier. I'm not sure if Kurt and Bill got to your uh, your questions. And the reason I'm bringing this up now and interrupting conversation is Austin said he's going to go. And uh, we haven't heard from Austin in a while, one of our favorite listeners. And he's been asking us, um, you know, what we've been doing during the quarantine. And uh, he just posted, and I, I, why I want to ask him a question he says, I got to go, guys. I have a call in the morning. Good night, guys. Uh, was he a senior this year, fellas? Do you remember? He was in school. He was in school, I but I don't remember if he was a senior or not. I'm sure he's going to answer me in a second when he sees this but or hears this. But um, you have a call in the morning. What What are you doing? What did you, 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 get, you have a better <laughs> job than the three of us or something? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> he says he'll stay for a few so thank you and, okay. and keith also keith i want to get to your comments about where games are going to be played because i love your idea we'll get to that in a minute uh and i'm interrupting the show just for the the guy who says he's going to leave but uh but yeah <laughs> keith, I, want, I want to talk about your thing too keith anyway continue with the fault conversation uh, no, I was well, I was looking over the uh, the the uh, the comments as well, and uh, somebody asked, uh, "Crappy goalie asked, have the Blues ever bought out bought anyone out?" And no, they have not. Jay McKee. Of, they didn't buy out Jay McKee. They did. Yes, they did. We've had this conversation almost every week. <laughs> huh. Two thousand and nine, Larry Plo bought out Jay McKee. Yes, that, that's uh, the that's the only buyout since Yuri Himlov. Huh. Okay. I'm trying to, because I, I thought I heard recently the Blues are one of two teams and never buy out a contract. That's somebody said that and it wasn't true. Huh. Okay. All right. Yep. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah, I remember I think that. I, Jay McKee. I, Jay McKee was a buyout. I may have mentioned that you know on that, uh, Twitter. That is something I'm going to write down. That would be a fun interview for the past to the future. Hmm. Hmm. Jay McKee. So Jay McKee was so bought out. Okay, there we go. What did you think of being bought out? Yeah, I will ask him that question. How did that feel? You know what? I bet you if it's not a good situation, I mean, it's like it's 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 you're you're getting an advance on your money and plus you can you're getting double pay. You're you're getting all your money from your con well, two thirds of your money from your contract, uh, and then you get to sign somewhere else and get uh, more money. So all I mean right, money wise, uh, it's fantastic. I'm going to let Austin leave. I'll just say he says uh, he was a sophomore this year. So, uh, Austin, sorry you didn't get to uh, enjoy the end of your sophomore year, but I feel mostly terrible for the seniors who didn't get to enjoy all the stuff we did as seniors. That kind of sucks. But, uh, Austin, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're staying safe. Um, as far as what we're doing for the quarantine, I'm just staying at home and being bored out of my fucking mind. But... Uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, there's, there's a, our, our YouTube chat has taken a turn, um, about the games <laughs> in Africa, does. <laughs> about games in Africa. Be careful what I read here. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how is it that it's your brother stoking all the I don't conversation? Know. I don't, he, Dude, he's a, you know he, what? He's a disturber. You know what, man? I love, I love Keith's idea. Games in <laughs> Africa. That sounds amazing. Why not? Outdoor. Africa? Outdoor games some, in Africa. For some reason, he's right. Africa has not been terribly affected by the coronavirus. Now, maybe that's going to change over time. And, but And when it does, it's going to possibly be the end of civilization because it's not going to be controllable. The virus that's is true. Going to mutate, that's true. And we're all going to but die. But as, right, as of right now, his idea of having games in Africa, dude, how many – I mean, I know it sounds insane, but – how many people would travel for that? You got to think even like Europeans would love to travel down to see that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> in typical it's never Mr. Blues happen. Had fa- That'd be great. In, in typical Mr. Blues had fashion, he chimes in with a a pun of sorts. Uh, I miss the rains down in Africa. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Somebody there, earlier there said they could Weezer. have. Yeah. Yeah, they could have Keith. Weezer and Weird Al Yankovic uh, perform yeah. every game. Yeah, that was Keith. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Vegas Blues fans, uh, Vance said that uh, Africa is, uh, what did he say? Africa would be the most ridiculous place they could play. So he disagrees with you, Jeff. Uh, Africa is not a civil is not civilized in the desert. No cities or facilities. Well, there's a lot of cities in Africa. They're just there's a lot of not. I mean, there are South, South civilizations Africa, in Africa. <laughs> South South Africa is a. Uh, I, th- I do, do believe South Africa is pretty. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. Very nice cities and everything yeah, it's, it's 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 like the real world down there <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah the uh, entire continent is not a third world country there no, are no, no, some no, no. very nice cities down there i you it, i mean that's what gets the press in africa but so. yeah south africa is very nice it's a very rich area well if actually. sally struthers would visit cities instead of the the deserts where the where the famine is happening i mean maybe people would think otherwise of africa but she yep. doesn't do that uh crappy goalie <laughs> says they could just play at the north pole how about our friend um a hawaii blues fan first of all hawaii blues fan tune in next week because uh i have a fellow hawaiian on the show um you got the rock I did not have the rock. Now that would be a hell of a show. Um, no, I, I, uh, I believe he's in Honolulu. You guys might know better than me. I should have asked that. I don't know what island he's on, but Ken Wilson, former Blues announcer, he is uh, currently in Africa or Africa, Hawaii. <laughs> Damn it, Keith, you got me saying Africa. Um, but, uh, but yeah. They so anyway, they don't, um, they don't know it's Christmas time in Africa though, so I'm not sure we want to go there. <laughs> You know, when it's Kwanzaa time, though, right? <laughs> that, real quick, sidebar, family guy. Later seasons have not been great, I will say, and I don't watch it at all anymore. But there was one episode where they went to Africa, and Mr. Carter Pewterschmidt, uh, which is uh, the, the father-in-law of the main characters, he is in Africa, and he asked somebody, do you guys celebrate Kwanzaa down here? And they said... What's Kwanzaa? And he he said, I knew that was a fake holiday. That is one of the funniest lines in television. (laughs) Uh, uh, This isn't 
This isn't this isn't insensitive, is it? What Keith said last one? No, that's fine. That's that's just he's for the price no, of one hockey no, no, no. for the price of for the price of one hockey puck, you could feed an entire village for a week. Nobody in Africa it's listens for, to the show. It's anyway. a Sally Strother joke, right? It's, it's a it's a it's a socially insensitive, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Blue's hat says uh, NHL won't go to Africa as sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus <laughs> above the Serengeti. Uh, uh, this is like right in his wheelhouse. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's loving this. <laughs> uh, so, in addition to a buyout, which we think is coming, if we get if the teams get the compliance buyout. Surely the Blues would use one, yes? I mean, if they want to sign Petrangelo, they'd almost have to. Uh, if and then they can, right? I and mean, then and then probably trade out. We Allen. don't know if they can. If they can uh, what? If they if can, they use, can it? use a If they can, I mean, what I'm saying is that, I mean, I know Tom Stillman made hand over fist last year, but he was still one of the, I hate to say it's, this, it, one of the poor uh, uh gms he's got to come up with a lot of money up front to do a buyout and what it's only it's only it's only 1.9 million a year for steen yeah but i don't know it's just it's, extra it's money too, that's it's I a mean, compliance buyout so would he be even spending into the cap if he used the buyout because a compliance buyout means it doesn't affect the cap right so it doesn't affect the cap. would he actually be taking that 1.9 and putting it's it not, back towards the salary it's not well. It's not. It's not uh, well. It's not one point nine. It's three point eight that he would save on the salary over cap. Years. It's one yeah. right total money over. But the salary cap hit is three point eight if they do a buyout. So they save three point eight on the on the cap if they do the compliance buyout because it's two thirds. Is compliance buyout? Does that not mean that it wouldn't count against the cap? Right. It means it does not. Uh, it, it means it does not count against the cap if right. they right. if they do okay. that. So yeah. actually, so you're right. So they would save five million. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah. They would say five point seven five million um, regular buyouts. Um, they would save two thirds against the cap, I believe. So, let's see what else we got. We talked about the compliance buyouts, the regular buyouts. Um, uh, are you guys on board with Steen over Bozak for a buyout if they do a buyout? Yes. The, again, though, I, I, I hate to be the naysayer, and I'm and yes, I am too, 100%, but I I don't know. I just feel like there's such an allegiance to Steen in this organization. And it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I don't know if they would actually buy him out. Well, they tried to, they, they wanted to trade him a couple of years ago. Uh, but it's it's funny that you say that because I agree with you that they, it's, they, it's interesting that they would honor him for his thousandth game played, uh, and give him, you know, award him with uh, whatever they gave him on the ice for his for his. But and then, eighteen, it would be eight if they cancel the season, and didn't, didn't play any more games. Eighteen games later, they buy him out and, and say see ya. That'd be a really interesting kind of a dynamic there, just because they just honored him a thousand games of the Blues or a thousand games of the NHL, um, yada yada, and then. Oh, see ya. 18 games later. I could see him being a guy that they would ask to come back in a, you know, some kind of developmental coach way, uh, maybe even an, I don't know, I don't know if he's interested in like assistant coaching or AHL coaching, but I could see them doing everything they can because he has been a, a loyal member of the Blues and uh, it seems like Armstrong's pretty uh, a pretty big fan of Steen's, which I'm fine. Again, I'm fine with. We're we all like Steen on this show. I know 
lot of Blues fans don't because of what he's making and how he's an older player. But uh, I like Steen too. But but yeah, I mean, if it it makes sense that he would be your buyout, I think. Yeah, I like as I said before. Um, you know, it, he's kind of guy that maybe you buy him out and ask him to come back cheaper. Um, but I also think there would be a pretty strong draw. Uh, for for him to go finish his career in Winnipeg, you know. Yeah. Well, how how compliance uh, works too, right? And I was just they say, they always yeah, they, they always a, say that when you use a buy a compliance when you use a compliance compliance buyout, you're not allowed to re-sign with the same team for less money, right? So you'd have to exactly. trade him. Yeah, you'd have to trade him. The other team would have to buy him out, and then you could sign him. Is that is that a thing? That's the only way around that. Yeah, that's okay. how it was. I here remember. It, uh, here it is. Yeah, I have it right here. After using a compliance yeah, buyout on a player, that player is prohibited from rejoining that team, the team that bought him out for one year. So you can't even. It hits, it's a it's a time it's a time thing. So the NHL deemed yeah. that re-signing of a player following a trade and a subsequent compliance buyout would be ruled as cap circumvention. Yeah. So okay. you can't do so, it. Yeah, you can't do it can't at do all. It. So forget that idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so but, but I, I agree I with you, Bill. If, if he if he wanted to sign in in Winnipeg, that's I mean, yeah. I think Winnipeg would welcome him and for a you know a smaller price, obviously. Yeah. I think Buffalo he's got a contract off your books if they can move Matthew Perot. Yeah, probably. And uh, and I mean uh, the to sign Petrangelo, uh, buying out Steen would probably have to come in. Uh, in addition to trading Allen. I think that's got to happen too. Um, I don't know if Huso's ready for the backup role. I don't know if they're ready to anoint Bennington as a veteran at this point, but I yeah. do think that, that no matter what diamond doesn't do. I, yeah, I think no matter what, they're just going to say, we've got it. We just can't. And I know it's not that much money in goal, but Bennington's going to make more. He's a Stanley cup winning goalie. He will make more in his next contract. Go ahead, get rid of Allen to where you can have money for Petrangelo and then sign a cheaper backup somewhere. I mean, Carter Hutton was a pretty cheap backup, and he was great for this organization. He was fantastic. Starter Hutton. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> as long as it's not Reinhard Divas, I think we're all happy. Uh, I, I think I, I think we uh, the team has seen enough of Bennington to uh, say, okay, um, we think we know what we have. You know, uh, last year wasn't uh, necessarily a fluke. Uh, granted, his numbers aren't quite as good this year, but uh, he's been good. He's been good. Um, he's I, I don't good, think he's got. They're still yeah. good starting numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're good. I, I so I'm not. I don't. I, I think they've seen enough of him to where he's not. He they don't think he's going to fall off the table um, necessarily. So. Uh, it's not a it's not a not a Jim Carrey situation. Uh, I know that we, I know that that we're kind of anointed as people who are Bennington supporters and Allen haters. That's what Twitter and Facebook have decided to call us. But and that's I'm a not fan true, of winning. By the way, I'm a fan of winning. I, say, Jeff. I want the winning goalie to be in. That's all I care about. And I know you two of you agree as well. Uh, but Bennington, we saw his kind of. I don't know, uh, downfall, fall back to earth, whatever, this year already. And, you know, and I know, again, we're catching shit because 
we would always call Allen out whenever he'd have those moments. But we all said it that it wasn't that Bennington was just downright awful and shouldn't be in the NHL crease. It was, okay, he's going through a rough patch. This is where you need your offense to pick you up a little bit, win some games 5-3, to 6-4. to four, And he's not playing bad. He's not like he's playing bad enough to where he doesn't deserve to play. But you just have to, you know, pick your game up elsewhere and then let him get his legs back and he'll be fine. And and we saw that. And I thought he, even in his roughest moment, was still not a bad NHL goalie. He's, you know, it's funny because um, as long as they tried to shoehorn in Allen as the number one year and year, year in and year out, um, and the numbers that he would put up, you know, in his roller coaster seasons, um, when he was bad, he was really bad. And they stuck with him. Uh, I mean, granted, they, they, he lost the job to the backup, but he was still on the team. And the next season, it seemed like, okay, we'll give Allen the number one job again. Um, so uh, if they're going to stick with Allen through his roller coaster of a career, uh, they would have no reason to uh, sour on Bennington uh, based on his uh, up and down play to start the season. Uh, when it was um, that when his up and down play to start this season was much better than Allen's roller coaster play during the the bulk of his career here, so I don't, I don't know why you it's, would. It's do funny. That. It's funny how much sports are are a and we talk about it all the time on this show. Um, sports are such a uh, what have you done for me lately thing, oh, and man. and like the last year it's been see Jake Allen's great and again we we love Jake Allen on this show because he has won the Blues games, big games in the past. But again, when he is given that number one job, he has proven that he's not, he can't do it. He's not a number one goalie in the NHL. At best, he's a 1B. And uh, uh, Jordan Bennington, to me, has already proven he's a starting goalie in the NHL. He is a starter on a good team. So it's okay to move on from a Jake Allen because... Again, we found Brian Elliott. We found uh, uh, Carter Hutton. And I know that, that maybe they're just diamonds in the rough, but it seems like with a good defense, any capable goaltender can do well with this organization. And again, nothing against Allen. It's just when he's bad, he is bad. Mm-hmm. Just bad. And to, to his credit, he's been very good this year. Uh, he had a, he's been great. He had he had a, he had a few uh, early in the season. He had a few starts that were not good. The one against Montreal was bad. Uh, he had a couple others were bad, and we thought, okay, this is this is Allen again. But uh, no, he turned that around, and he's been a very good backup this season. Um, so done a great job this season. So we're thankful for that because that was one of the question marks we had. It was goaltending? I mean, granted, you you have the Stanley Cup winning goalie Bennington who lit the world on fire. Uh, but still, he had only played half a season-ish, uh, so um, you wanted to see more out of him. And uh, so thankfully, he is, he's, he's been good enough this year. Um, so Andy Slater, who works for Fox Sports Radio in South Florida, which is— Wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we get into this, because I know we're going with this, I just want to ask you guys one question. We don't have to go too deep into it. But right now, give me a yes or no. We don't need to talk about the variables— Will Alex Petrangelo be a St. Louis Blue in 2021? You go first, Bill. Sure, I'll go first. Um, no, I don't think he will be. 
I think he will be. I'm with Kurt. I think he will be too. I I think uh, they'll figure it I, out. And yeah, well, and the only I think the only reason he won't, the only way he won't be, I don't think it's going to be a cap issue. Well, I think it'll be he's asking for ten million or something, and they don't want to pay that. I think that'll be the case. If if he's asking for like eight, if if he'll settle for eight and a half or something, or whatever, and and the the team's cool with it, then I think they'll if they agree on a salary, I think they'll they'll fit him in. Um, which sorry, I I expulsed on that, and I did not mean to. You said not. I to. did the same thing. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're all guilty uh, of talking uh, too uh, much, except Bill. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Yeah. Uh, so Andy Slater, who works for Fox Sports Radio in South Florida, um, which I thought was uh, when I found out who he was, I was scraping the bottom, scraping the bottom of the barrel for scoops. But he, I, <laughs> but so at first I thought he was a Fox Sports guy. Then it was Fox Sports Radio, and then it was in South Florida. I'm like Jesus Christ. See, um, I actually heard his name, and I thought he was AC Slater's younger brother. Oh, see, uh, maybe. Maybe preppy. But he was on the right, re- done on the wrestling team, you know. <laughs> Mama, uh, he yeah, <laughs> he tweeted God, yeah, that, okay. Anyway, uh, he tweeted today <laughs> that uh, just in the NHL is looking at restarting the season in July. Games will be played at four or five neutral sites with limited or no fans, according to Africa. Florida, Africa, Florida Panthers president Matt Caldwell. Uh, on the conference call, he said this plan is not finalized. So if they are literally willing to do that, personally, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board with finishing the season any way they can. I I, I don't. I mean, as, lo- as long as it's not against, you know, uh, uh, what the states are trying to do as far as like if, if the states are not opening it back up again and the league the league wants to. I'm like, no, 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 no. Nothing's open. Don't restart the league. Don't be stupid. Um, but if states are opening back up in July um, or June or July, and or that, they're going to open up pretty soon, actually, some of them are. But uh, so if things are kind of getting back to normal with, with 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 reservations and social distancing and stuff like that um, in late June, July, and the league wants to open up, go for it. And if you don't have fans in the stands, I don't care. That's fine. Um, it would be weird, sure, but it's better than no hockey at all. That's I, I that's me. So you know, I, to, you, to jump on that, to jump on that real quick, the if there's no fans in the stands, it would be weird. One hundred percent, I agree. Yes, but I feel like after five or six games, you get pretty used to it. You'd just be like, "Yeah, this is just how it is now," and yeah. you get over it. And maybe, and maybe they get creative and pump in crowd noise with the, the speakers. I don't know, but they did that um, somewhere. Japanese, right? Wasn't it the Japanese baseball league did that? Uh-huh. They they had a uh, they so they started playing games and they actually have robots like banging on drums and stuff. To, I saw that. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. To to make the crowd noise. It's Taiwan. And it's Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah, Taiwan. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. They had cardboard cutouts in the stands for fans too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which, I that, was really that was a little weird. That was weird, but okay. But and and the robot drummers were also strange, but okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Bettman said that if they played with an empty stadium, they would have to pump in crowd noise, basically because they don't want everybody hearing all the cussing that happens during. That's oh, a good yeah. point. Oh, the, and you, you mean, hear echoes. You hear echoes too. Uh, you it would be you'd hear you wouldn't it wouldn't be right. you know what I mean. So right. just, I mean, just think, 
think about even just like the men's leagues we've played in. If they didn't have, I mean, if they put cameras like on the grass, on the glass, and you could hear everything said, even men's oh, yeah. league games, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. It, before uh, before the UEFA shut down the Champions League, uh, there were a couple of games that were played in empty stadiums, and it was just the craziest thing. I mean, you could hear everything that was said on the pitch. And it just it it just didn't feel right. So yeah, I, I think you'd have to, you know, it, and I think we would get used to it quickly because you know how many of us have grown up watching sitcoms with laugh tracks. You know, it just it's something <laughs> that would would ultimately come you know uh, come pretty quickly. You know, to to making that uh, to adopting that is so. that's an excellent comparison because. One of the first shows, and it's because I don't watch a lot of TV, one of the first shows I watched without a laugh track was uh, Parks and Rec. And I remember that being a, like, big thing for me. I'm like, oh, it's so weird for them to make a joke and not even hear, like, muffled laughter. And that's a good point. I wonder if, because I got used to it pretty quick. It was like by the third episode, I was like, yeah, it's not even a big deal. You know How what, quickly though? would I get used to it with, with sports games? You know what, though? If you watch Olympic games, a lot of the Olympic games have – some of them have hardly any people in the crowd. Some yeah. of them uh, that, that aren't the NHL player games. Um, That's a good NHL point. There's a very sparse crowd, not a lot of noise. Um, and I, and I, I, I think – I don't think I really cared about that necessarily. I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't really care. It didn't bother me that much. So I, it, it might be something similar to that. Um. So in uh, the comments after Andy Slater's tweet were were kind of weird. You know, some people were chiming in. Just cancel the season already. I don't I don't understand that mindset. First of all, is that why? If the NHL players and the NHL want to try and play, and it's safe to do so, or relatively safe, and the country's opening back up again to some degree, why not? Why not try and play? Why? 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 That's a weird comment to make. Oh, just cancel the season. It sounds like an old lady. Right. And. And what it's more than likely going to come down to is the NHL doesn't want to be beholden to its uh, to the broadcasters because that that was Batman's point in his uh, interview with Ron McClain, right? That they would have to uh, give credits to the broadcast rights holders uh, for next season, and they, they don't want to do that. That that would so greatly impact the hockey related revenues. It's, well, I, I tell you I, what, I guys. Totally I tell see you them what, going forward with something, when when it's deemed safe, I totally see them going forward with some kind of resolution to this season. Well, I tell you what, guys. What uh, what shouldn't be canceled is staying in shape. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. You guys, I, you guys, continuing to stay in shape as much as you can. I have a treadmill, um, and I, I I'm on no. that every night. <laughs> No, well, no, I'm going on the Fat Boy program. Well, all right, tell you what, Fat Boy, I've got a, uh, I've got a little idea for you. Uh, there is a great website which we talked about last week on uh, the Past to the Future episode with friend of the show, which we can say now, Brandon Bullig, <laughs> St. Louis Stanley Cup champion, uh, DanaEve.com. It's a great website that you can go to to uh, to find out more about working out at home and, and it's a great time to learn right now with uh with the quarantine going on 
uh, Dana Eve, that's D-A-N-N-A-H-E-V-E.com. It's a health and fitness company that offers convenient workouts for anyone, anytime, anywhere. Founded by husband and wife Dana and Brandon Bullig, who happen to be two former athletes, they adopted the motto, you can change your life in less than 30 minutes a day. After years of constant wear and tear from her sport, Dana developed her own method of training, the DE Method that was designed to go where you go using your own body weight along with their anywhere gym. Dana will help you achieve lasting fitness in mind, body, and spirit, whether on the move or in the comfort of your own home. Visit danaeve.com to start your free trial. And that is D-A-N-N-A-H-E-V-E.com, a sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, thank you again to Dana and Brandon, and uh, make sure you're staying in shape, folks. It's a, it's, it's at least <laughs> worth checking out for your free trial. Yeah, th- throw the uh, the Bullock family a bone. They, uh, they, they, <laughs> yeah. they times at times good are tough. people. <laughs> good, good people, people. man. <laughs> good St. Louis people. Uh, yeah, well, sh- he's a good St. Louis person. She's is, a Chicago right. person. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to comment on the chicago person you're not going to comment on his <laughs> choice of women you're yeah. just going to comment on their business venture she, together she knows how to stay in shape that is the comment i will give her her, her flavor of sports teams i will not comment on yeah. that's that's a comment that's a comment that uh i'm sure women would appreciate you go up to somebody hey you sure know how to stay in shape you know how to stay in shape young lady but i tell you what your sports team taste you <laughs> you know yeah uh keith um, my brother says uh unless our nation is 100 percent opened up i can't see it being appropriate to have any sports as much as i want to see hockey back is hockey essential more essential than school more essential than factories uh the mayor of los angeles said that he is not expecting any sporting events until 2021 so um i think I, I kind of echo that. Um, my precursor of opening the season was assuming that the country is opening back up again. If states are opening back up and things are on the downswing on the on the infection rate and stuff. And, um, I know that we don't want to have a, a, a an uptick in uh, cases and deaths again. Um, I get that completely um, because there's no vaccine. So there's no way to like prevent against it right now. So um, that's the whole point behind the, uh, the quarantine, but uh, I get you, Keith, I, I get it. But, um, I think uh, if things are looking good and if they s- properly social distance, you know, I think they can make it work. I think so too. I, I really, and, and listen, you said it earlier, Kurt, I am 100% on board with, even if it is 2021, hell 2022, have a conclusion to this season. And, and even if it's just, we're, we're just the last, you know, whatever teams are in the playoffs by percentage, they're going to play in the playoffs. We're going to have five game series, whatever you can do to still finish the season. I'm a hundred percent on board on, and then take a month off, take a month and a half off, whatever you need for the off season, do all that stuff. And then start the next year. Maybe it's 48 games. Maybe it's 55 games, whatever. I think they're just, I don't know. It's just weird to not, have a conclusion to a season. I think it needs this to is, happen. Well, this is, it's never, in the NHL, it's never happened. I mean, we, yeah. we've canceled seasons due to lockouts and things, but we've never not finished a season. I mean, 1919, that was before the NHL. 
Yeah, yeah. It was before the NHL, but it was it was canceled for a very similar reason. I agree. I, I well, think, in sports, that, that was also big in society. It is as now. Right. I I think the the biggest hurdle to completing it any time other than this summer is the contracts. Alex Petrangelo is not a St. Louis Blue after this after July first. It's when his player contract expires. But if they That's pause the season, if I know, I know. But if they pause the season and continue it like in 2021, if they do that option, you know what I mean. So is it is it based on the calendar year uh, schedule or it's, is it based on it's, season? It's interesting, with, especially with, with the how contract, the, the contract yeah. is based. The contract is based on calendar dates, not by season. Okay, so that so, that that's a problem then. <laughs> because I don't know about that because they they pushed free agent day back uh, a couple years ago back to July I think it was July thirtieth. So are you sure that's a hundred percent? I mean, maybe there's like I, a I, some kind of like a bylaw that says okay, well we can push it back so many days if we have to. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm asking. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I I. It was my impression that it that the way that uh, a standard sports contract is written is is not by season but by calendar dates. You have. I would imagine maybe that's something. That's, right. It's probably something, something that's collectively bargained. Right. Like maybe they say, okay, yeah, you know, uh, July first uh, is when contracts are up, but in the case of you know, situation A, B, and C, you can push that out 60 days or something along those lines. Um, I don't know. I think it, 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 it could be negotiated, you know, on more than a player by player basis. But then if you get, you know, I guess, I guess if it isn't something that is, you know, that if it's an all or none thing, I think you'd have at least a couple of players who are like, I don't care. I don't want to play. But and I, I, I agree most, with what... most most players most players uh want to get this season in. They and they're, they're, they said they would they they'd start the season in August if they, yeah, if they and could that's, get the season in. And the and there's it's, the it's about between what the it's NHL about money. and other leagues too. Well, it's it's about money. Because the the NHL if the NHL doesn't finish the season, the players escrow will be screwed up. And they'll lose money, uh-huh. uh, along with the league. So players' salaries aren't—they're not. I mean, they're guaranteed, but they're not. The the amount isn't guaranteed if if fle- it flexes, because Jonathan Taze, if you remember, uh, he was outspoken uh, not long ago about the current system. Is spo- he's supposed to make ten million per season, but he's only really taken home about nine million uh, before taxes, Poor I guess. Guy. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, so it, because of escrow and whatnot, so, and, and about a, a certain portion of their salary is withheld until after the season, until uh, revenue is totaled, and then they got to determine uh, splitting all revenue 50 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what he takes home is like a million less than what his contract states he gets. So, uh, well, not, I'm sorry, what he, before taxes, I guess it is too, even. So, um, it also affects salaries next year as rollbacks would have to be negotiated. Um, the cap would be reduced or stay the same or whatever. wouldn't go up like they thought. So that affects players. Um, it'd be a mess. So and I know a lot of players want to get this season in f- for financial reasons alone. Uh, and, you know, and also to the fact that, you know, they 
want to fucking finish the season because it's, I mean, it's hockey. So, and that's what I was going to say is I think it's just, it makes it so much different in the sport. And I know we always talk about how hockey players are different than other athletes, you know, in the sense of their morals and, you know, all that thing, all that kind of stuff. But I just feel like they more than any other athlete are, we want a conclusion to this season. Like, Yes, we want to get paid. Yes, we want our money, but we want to crown a champion. And I'm not saying that the NBA isn't thinking the same thing, but I just feel like when it comes down to it, if the the NHL and the PA were talking and it was, hey, we're going to push this out until August, is that okay? And then we'll have free agency in September or you know November or whatever, start the season in January, I think at the end of the day, the PA says, yeah, okay, you know what? That's fine. As long as we have a conclusion to the season. I don't know if the NBA and the MLB has the same thoughts. Uh, Wayne Gretzky thinks that we'll see hockey at some point this summer and the season will resume. Um, he also said he could be wrong. <laughs> um, of course. PK Subban says, I 100% believe there will be hockey this year. Uh, Patch Reddy says, uh, I mean, if we had to wait six months and play in Antarctica, he'd do that. So Pacioretty also said, and this was interesting, that uh, if the season did resume, this would be the most difficult Stanley Cup to win ever. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Because you hear a lot of people talk about how, yeah, about how a cup champ this year, these are mostly fans, wouldn't be legit if they changed things up and changed the playoff format or whatever. Uh, But what Pacioretty says makes a lot of sense if you think about it for a second. Uh, Teams are healing up. They're well-rested. Um, I guess you have to take rust into the equation, but if, assuming that uh, you get a couple weeks of, of training camp or whatever, uh, play a few preseason games, if you will, um, it's going to be a bitch to, I mean, teams are healthy for the most part. So that's, you don't have that issue anymore. So Tarasenko is good to go. <laughs> well, that was the question with Tampa. Right before this happened, Steven Stamkos was supposed to be out for seven weeks. Yes. And, and now it's like, well, if the playoffs started in two weeks, he's probably fine. He's ready to go. So, yeah, it's everyone's healthy. And not only that, but you've got to deal with, the like he said, the rust is going to be an issue. Every team's going to be dealing with that. So That's true. going into a long playoff series after being off for seven, eight, nine weeks, that's going to be difficult on their bodies. Keith asked what happens in the YouTube chat, what happens with a player? What happens if a player comes down with COVID nineteen after they've restarted the season? I guess, and uh, that's interesting. How would you deal with that? Ah, uh, that's you, just uncharted yeah. waters. Well, I would don't you think there's down? an answer to that right I also, now. You know, I I think the the one unspoken thing that we you know haven't talked about is the only way that they're going to allow this to happen. The only way they're going to do this is if there is actual effective testing, and everybody has to be tested. And if you test positive, and you know you're you're showing antibodies in the system, you know it, it's like you know what they're doing in Germany. You get you basically you get a pass. You you get your papers to say I'm good. Um, but no, I, I think you know the, the message that they've sent is that they're they're it's going to depend on the science, right? It, it's it yeah the no, science no. will will come first. So. It, testing is got to be a, a, a huge 
part of this equation. And, you know, I think the, the opposite side of that coin is they can't start sports and start testing elite athletes if there is an effective testing available to everybody. That, that would just yeah. look bad on everyone. Well, that happened with uh, was it what was the first NBA player? Uh, was that the Jazz? We talked about what, that. What no, was that? Uh, the Jazz? Yeah. Did they exist anymore? Yeah, it was. It, it, it was the Jazz. Jazz. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had at at one point they had tested within the organization like twenty eight people, and in like the entire United States there was like twenty four people that were tested, so it was like. Yeah like outside of the jazz. So it was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. So yeah, I agree with Bill. You can't have that happen again. That is just terrible PR for the entire country. Uh, Keith uh, Price uh, in YouTube chat says, Uncle Kurt, Mattia is a big fan of this episode. Mattia is my niece and his daughter. Um, how old? So, uh, how old is she? 12? Something like that. So the fact that I said, the fact that I said fuck earlier, is that an issue? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, I think we've only said a couple of bad words this episode, and you go and rattle off the F word for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, well, you know. Good job. This is an adult show, <laughs> Mattia. It is explicitly, it is an explicit uh, lyric show. Uh, and he says she's watching this show as part of her homeschool lesson. So, yeah, we, I want to see a book report on the show, on this episode, Mattia. I, I am so glad to hear we're approved curriculum. <laughs> it is, hey i do say at the start of the show you might learn something yeah so and she learned she learned a new word today oh she's heard it in school before are you kidding oh, me yeah. i was yeah. shouting that word in first grade on the kindergarten on the uh on the play set yeah but that's you this is this is my innocent little that's niece right. i was i was a saint who, charles hooligan <laughs> you're <a>, yeah. <laughs> Degenerate. All right. Degen. Uh, so, so we'll we'll, yeah, we'll I'll, I'll, yep. I'll ask I'll ask you guys, <laughs> I'll ask you guys uh, what we talked about earlier with Petangelo. Would do you guys yes or no? Do you guys think the NHL will resume this season? Go ahead, Bill. Um, <laughs> Bill. This this is something I'm more optimistic about. I I think they're going to try. Okay. I Jeff. think the answer is yes, hundred percent. I maybe it's the optimist in me that is uh, just pushing through, but I, I agree with I agree with you, fellas. Uh, I think they're going to try. I just so, feel but, like uh, not with with we mentioned nineteen nineteen before. I just feel like again that that was a, a completely different circumstance. Plus, sports wasn't as important in society as it is today. I just feel like no matter what, they're going to say, "I don't know how we're going to do this, but we have to crown a champion. We just have to." Yeah, for the I, think, books. I think as long as as long as the the curve is flattened and going down and, and states are opening up, I think they're gonna they're gonna try. I th and, and they may not start until August, but uh, I mean it's I think I think that would get it. I think you know I I don't know if the playoffs would look anything like the playoffs in the past where there's 16 teams, um, but you know we'll we'll see whatever they do. I, like I said, uh, some some hockey a version of hockey is better than no hockey at all in my opinion. Maybe tournament style something. There's going to be something done to where they will figure it out. I 
like Kurt said, maybe it's just that we're being optimists, but I just, I feel like in today's society, you can't play as many games as they did and then not crown a champion. As long as, I mean, as, as long as all these states opening up now, uh, they're talking about opening up and all these, the beaches opening up in some states and things, as long as what they're doing now doesn't screw things up and whoosh, make cases skyrocket again. Um, if that happens, then maybe it's a different scenario, but so we'll see. You know, d- come on, states, don't screw it up for everybody. We all want to get back to, to life as we know it uh, much faster. So uh, uh, behave for a little while longer, okay? Yeah, it's good thing the Thrashers moved out of Atlanta, right? <laughs> Georgia being the one that's getting uh, yeah. trampled on for being too quick to open everything. South Carolina has opened its beaches. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Florida did last weekend. Yep. Yep. It's It'll be interesting in a couple weeks. We'll see what happens. Um, I guess when I guess if that's a bad idea, I guess we'll know in a week or two. Yeah, we'll yep. know soon. Um, yeah, Keith says, let Georgia be the guinea pig for the, for the country. Yeah, there's no teams in Georgia, so as long as it's isolated to Georgia, <laughs> that's fine. Hey, Las Vegas, uh, the uh, mayor came out and said today, today that uh, they would be the guinea pig. I don't know if you guys saw that story. No, but no, uh, I, I saw a story in them where each she casino said, was losing said, like millions a day. Yeah, she said uh, the mayor came out and said that um, they would uh, that that there needs to be a control group uh, in in all the uh, in in you know this whole coronavirus thing, and she thinks Las Vegas would be perfect to be the control group. So basically, open it back up, let it happen, and see what happens. It is in the desert. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's warmer there. Anderson Cooper made it look pretty stupid, to be honest. The but, the you know, coronavirus like will, will go away in warm weather, right? You know what yep. they say? Yeah, I, that's yeah. <laughs> Probably not in as entirely true, considering it's spreading through Brazil and it's summer there. Yeah. Um. All right. I think uh, we have no stats to go over. And next up for the Blues, who knows? <laughs> who knows uh, who and who knows Austin, when? Austin Lynch told me to scroll up and read his comment. I'm thinking he's talking about this one. Vince Dunn. So this is kind of stats. Let's uh, let's let's add this into the stats. Vince Dunn and Jordan Cairo just won 100000 in a Fortnite tournament for charity. You know who's <laughs> crying about that is the Vancouver Canucks. The Vancouver who are Canucks. not allowed to play Fortnite. Oh, they're we not? covered that on this show. Oh, you guys right, know that. right, right, right. They were told they're not allowed to play Fortnite because it was getting in the way of their training. Wasn't it? Uh, who was it that uh, that was playing it? Um, the playoffs. Wasn't it? It was Line A playing. No, That's right. No, Line it was playing. Line A, was it? Yes, it was. Was it Line A? Yeah. It was okay, Line yeah. A who, who yeah, yeah. For, for the Jets he, would, he could not get off. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Playing like deep into the morning. Worse than Kurt with trying to keep a good schedule. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Wait a minute, Austin Lynch. Didn't you tell us you were leaving earlier? I read your comments specifically because you were leaving. What the hell, man? Keith Price is officially a better listener than you. Ooh. Well, he does. He does have uh, like fourteen kids, so he's got to be. Oh. A, he's got to be a good listener, and and he he runs a school. So he's got to listen to people. Good Lord. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap up our show. What do you think, guys? Yeah. 
so what yeah, I, so I'll, I, I'll go ahead and add my one more thing right now uh just make sure everybody <laughs> knows we are still releasing stuff every single week uh whether it's this kind of live show or uh my past to the future mm-hmm. episodes which in my opinion have been great uh i've had some <laughs> really really good guests so i agree i agree with you and it's, it's nothing with nothing to do with me. It's just the fact that the people that have come on have been entertaining and fun. And uh, unless we do a live show next week, Ken Wilson will be on. And that's that was a, I mean, my God, we talked forever. Uh, and then after that, I've got Carlo Koliakovo that I've already interviewed. Uh, and then a couple more after that that I haven't interviewed yet. So there's and, some and tell, great stuff and, coming up. And tell the, since we're broadcasting online, uh, you would think most people online would be aware of the GIF. You guys, you talk about the Koliakovo gift, right? I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody knows about the Koliakovo, the famous GIF. Uh, the Blues were in Detroit, and um, you know he slid into the boards, and his face came up and hit the uh, glass and went backward. It's a very famous GIF. If you type in Koliakovo on uh, any search platform, including Ask Jeeves. Uh, it'll come up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we actually did talk about that. We brought it up and it was a very fun conversation. So make sure you tune in for that one. That one, again, unless we have a live show should be out in about two weeks. And Ken Wilson, uh, which uh, I was excited to hear that, that you had him on. So I was, and the thing with Ken Wilson is that when my brothers and I would play hockey, like in the basement or the driveway or the street or whatever, when we would call a goal, like as a score on something, it was his call that we would use. It was we'd do the old babies and we'd do the in his tone. Oh he yeah, shoots, he shoots his scores. We would that would that we were mocking, not mocking, imitating Kim Wilson. So uh, and and even playing rod hockey, you know the the bubble hockey, even that to this day I do that. When I call a goal, oh, yeah. it's Ken Wilson coming out of my mouth, and uh, and I it's Keith's it's, probably the same way. He does the same thing. And so it was. I'm hearing that uh, he was going to come on. I'm like, that's badass. That's awesome. And uh, so I was. Just, I was. I was uh, pissed off. I, I had to work and I couldn't. Uh, Originally, sit Kurt in was going to. Kurt was going to sit in and join that, and that would have been awesome. But I. I mean, I will tell you, man. Same for me. I. Um, I so how I got his information was I found his. I, well, I got a hold of his phone number through some mutual contacts, and um, stalker. Typically, you know, when I when I get these people on, I email or, you know, reach out to an agent or whatever Uh, with Ken Wilson. It was here is his home phone number. (laughs) So I just had to cold call him. And it was so weird. The minute he picked up, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Ken Wilson. And, you know, childhood icon for me and just asking him to come on. I just kept fearing he was going to, you know, kind of yell at me. How'd you get my number kind of thing? And uh, he was nice as can be. And he's like, yeah, I would love to. I'd love to talk some blues hockey with you. Sounds like a lot of fun. And it was a pinnacle of my life, to be quite honest, (laughs) to talk with him for an hour, hour plus about his time with the blues. It was so much fun. Probably the only uh, the only uh, uh, higher peak that you've climbed in your interviewing career was uh, Zipper Zeppa. I'm going to say zipper Zeppa. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty high up there for me. That was fun. I like that. Uh, that, that was fun. That was fun. That was a great one. Uh, Keith price says, what was the story behind him leaving the blues? Stay oh, tuned. Keith. Stay tuned. Yeah. We do talk about that. 
Uh, Keith asked when he answered the phone, did he say, oh, baby? Um, I did get, I do get him to say, oh, baby. I'll just add that, too. <laughs> and, and, and I guess we'll probably have to uh, alter our intro uh, to accommodate yeah, what he I did made, have. So. I did have uh, Mr. Wilson add, uh, he did give us a little intro thing for Let's Go Blues Radio. I, I had to ask. I'm like, man, I got the guy oh, on sure. the phone. I've got to ask him. Sure. You may never talk to him again. So, I mean, wh- why not? Shoot, shoot he the, told shoot me your... to stay in touch and he'd be happy to come on to talk blues anytime. That's so I cool. said, I haven't told him. You better not actually say that and not mean it because I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be cool. It'd be cool to have him on. Uh, I mean, I, 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 to like after a, like, to talk about uh, the current state of the affairs with uh, the blues in the league. That'd be neat. Yep. Okay. Well, that was a uh, that was a was the first time we had a live show in a while. So that was uh, that'll wrap up episode sixty-two of season eight. And speaking of which, episode sixty-two, we were off on our episodes by like one or two for the last like four or five weeks. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> oh, did not. So it's it's fixed now. I don't I don't care. Nobody cares about you know it being off. But just so you know, if if you see something goofy with the numbers, oh that's why. Um, so it's fixed on the website. Let'sGlobus.com has the correct. Uh, numerical order on the site but the the feed is off but whatever it doesn't matter just so you know uh, that'll wrap up episode 62 of season 8 of the original Let's, uh, St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast Let's Go Blues Radio thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube chat which was quite active tonight uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day I'm Kurt Price until next time everyone Let's Go Blues Let's Go Blues Let's go blues, and we'll see you next week. COVID-19! Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again, they're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.